0: to uh, Benny for sponsoring the COVID uh, anniversary, right? really? Okay. Only nachas and simcha. Okay, so uh, last week we started. I guess you want to call it a mini series, whatever it is, getting ready for Pesach with the Torah of the Ishvitzer and his talmidim. So last week we learned a Torah from one of the Zikr talmidim from our tzaddik, and uh, I figured we'll we'll continue with that. Maybe next week we'll see. Uh, Move to another Talmud, but for right now, the piece from Rabb Tzaddik. You know, it's, it's a little bit later than usual, so so probably a little bit of a shorter shear. So it's a, it's a smaller piece, but there's a lot of bigisidus in this piece. So it's on the it's on the sheets that you have. It's uh it's on the right side. It's on the right side. It's the last paragraph on the right side. It flows into the left side. called taikif, you see, kol taikiv. Piece uh, piece pay bays over here. Now, this is uh this is from Sitka Sitzadik, mm-hmm. from one of our tzadik's sons, Sitka Sitzadik. So we'll just go through it together. Now, the, 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 the sugya within Pesach that he's specifically dealing with is the inion of Kla Yisrael taking the money from the Mitzrayim. Right? We know that even by, by Makas Chayshach and at the end of Makas Bechiris before we left. So the Rabbanishalam tells Moshe Rabbeinu like, please, he begs Maitre, please make sure that you didn't go and take money from the Mitzrayim. It's like uh, a special haqqbad the Rabbanishalam had. Rashi brings down that Avram Avinu was already told. Right, the Hashem Avinu, Right, they're going to leave Mitzrayim with a great wealth, and Hashem says, and I don't want that tzaddik to have tina's on me. So please make sure that they take their money, take money from the Mitzrayim. Okay, uh, and we find by Biza S'layam, right, that even by Yam S'vul, so they uh, had a tremendous amount of wealth. So our so is like dealing with two fundamental questions. First of all, Aleph, what is this big Indian of Klal taking the money from the Mitzrayim? Like, what's going on over here? And number two, you already see from Chazal a strong connection between Klaisol taking the money from Mitzrayim and Avram Avinu. Right? Avram Avinu was the one that was told about the money. And Hashem says, and make sure they do it because I don't want him to have tainas. So what is the, first of all, why is it so important for them to have the Egyptian money, Aleph and Bez? What's the connection between Egyptian money and Avram Avinu? Now there's another point, just as an introduction, that Ratzadik is working with over here is the Gemara P'sachim, which was not, I don't think it was too long ago in, in Daph Yomi. Um, the Gemara says, that there's, a, there's a story in Sefer Malachim, that uh, Shlomo HaMelech's son, Rehavam, right, the third king, David was the number one, right? Shlomo HaMelech and then Rehavam. So Rehavam was a tzaddik, but there were some issues that went on during his kingdom that it was not 100% perfect. And so the, the Pesach tells us, the Pesach tells us that in the times of Rehavam, the king of Egypt, the, the pharaoh of Egypt at the time, so uh, his name was Shishak, Shishak, the, the pharaoh of Egypt. So there was, he was aggressive towards Kalah Yisrael, and Rechavam was submissive to, uh, to Egypt at the time. And, and Paro came and took a lot of the treasure houses of Shlom HaMelech. That's what the Pasuk talks about. And that was part of, it was a time, the Pasuk sort of says Rechavam was wrong to doing that. He should have stood up stronger to Paro. He didn't. He allowed Paro to come and take Kalah Yisrael's money. That's the Pasuk. Now the Gemara says in fantastic thing. The Gemara says that the, the money that the Pharaoh came, that Shishak, the, the Pharaoh at the time, came and took from Klai Yisrael was, was, the Gemara puts it in this term, it was like the, the booty that we took from Mitzrayim going back to the Egyptians. That's the, the amount of money that it took. It wasn't, it wasn't the exact money, obviously, but the, the value of the money was similar to what we took from Mitzrayim. And so we took from Mitzrayim, and now Shishak, the king of Pharaoh, is taking it back. So Retsalik, that, that's another part of the puzzle that he's dealing with. Is like what's this inyan of the money going back, dafka by Rechavam, the king of Mitzrayim, uh king, uh, king, uh, the son of Shlomo. Right, those are the things that he's working with. Okay, so let, let's go through this together. So Retsalik that, says this again. He, he's sort of building a a structure. So step one it says Retsalik, that, Kol Memsheles Uma, who Acheshek is a every single <laughs> there's a lot of usydus here. He he answers a lot of questions and he opens. He introduces us to other questions that he doesn't answer, but we'll work it through. Ratzelik says that the the strength of every nation, every nation has its own identity, right? Mitzrayim has an identity, Moab has an identity, America has an identity, France has an identity. Every nation has its identity. So it's like, it's, it's strength. It's strength. And Ratzelik says if you want to um, figure out a nation's strength or to determine how strong a nation is, it depends, you have to look at what they desire the most. What they desire the most. Every nationality has, a. Every, obviously everyone's, you know, every person is different. Everyone, everyone wants everything. You know, but, but there's a certain certain things that certain cultures desire more and are more fixated upon more than anything else. And Retsalik says the strength of a nation depends on its on its on its desire to that to that particular quality that it feels connected to. He'll give an example. Shaboy <speaking> hu Wherever the uh, a society and a nation puts its mm-hmm. rotsin, puts its desire, that's where you see its iker strength is going to be. So the example that he's talking about is Mitzrayim. The Cheshek Mitzrayim. What was the desire of the Egyptian culture? Like, what was driving it? What were they interested in? It was wisdom. It was understanding. That's what was driving the Egyptian culture. It wasn't necessarily Chachma that, that, um, like of science and technology that we think of, but it was more of the esoteric, the occult magic, you know, the, 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 the black arts and things like that. But that was the driving force of the Egyptian culture. Everything that they accomplished, in technology and in science, was ultimately just to facilitate their ability to perceive and to connect to magic and the occult. Like that was the, that was the nisham of the Egyptian culture. That's what it was. That's what their cheshik was. It says, a tzaddik, This is what we find in the Zaire. There was no culture that was, there was no society that was as knowledgeable in the spiritual world in, the, in, in a negative way like the Egyptians. And this is why the Jewish people that emerge out of Mitzrayim, when we come out of Mitzrayim with Meishar Beinu, that generation was the greatest generation in terms of their wisdom, their understanding of spirituality, right? The greatest Nevi'im that we ever had was from that generation, Meishar Beinu. They are called Dardea, the generation of knowledge. And says says, that wasn't a coincidence, that from Egypt, whose entire fixation was on the spiritual world, and the neg- on the dark side, on the negative side, come out of there the Jewish people and a generation in particular that was expert, and mom is completely uh, proficient in the world of in spirituality on the holy side. Because that's that's how it works within a gullus. So the the the, the gullus that a person's in, the nation that you're in, is going to be, going to be have they have a certain focus. And, and, the, and the Jewish people that are sort of stuck in that place have the potential of harnessing that focus in a positive way. That's how it goes. To the extent of how fixated the Egyptian was on Chochmah, on a negative side. To that extent, it sort of darkens the, 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 the desire for something that's good. But they, they parallel each other. They parallel each other. And this is why, that's an amazing thing. This is why in Mitzrayim, they were slaves. Slavery. Of all the types of exiles, to was specifically a slavery of exile. Why? Ainloy Haramas Roish, A slave ultimately could be accomplishing great things. Right? You could have a slave and he could build, he could build structures, and he, you know, you could put a you could put a guy, he could be the CEO of a multi you know, billion dollar industry as a slave. What's the so what where is the slavery then? Not so much in what he's doing, it's in his mind. He's a slave in his mind in terms of the fact that I have to do this because someone else is telling me. So you see, the, the, the essential slavery of the Jewish people in Mitzrayim was more of one of the intellect. It was chachma. It was like, I can't do what I want. I have to do what someone else is telling me to do. And, so, and, and the reason for that is, 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 is again, because the Golis of Mitzrayim was preparing the Jewish people for Chachmah, for wisdom, for intellect, to be able to soar to a high place in, in the spiritual world. And, and the goal that preceded that was the Golis of the mind, that they were forced to, to think and to dedicate their intellect the places that they, that, that they were told to dedicate it to, not on their own. That's what Siddharth like is building over here. Okay. That's why an evid doesn't have the obligation to learn Torah, because Torah is about chachmah, it's about wisdom. And a slave is the opposite of someone that has wisdom. Okay, that's Aleph, that's number one. So again, point number one, the the, the essence of every nation is going to be to, is going to be rooted in what they want the most. Whatever they want the most as a culture, that's going to be the essence of that people. Aleph. Bez. ubavade says the next, next idea on top of this. Kol rechusham hayim lahasig chachmas. Says the next point is as follows. The, 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 the sort of the, um, the desire, the cheshek, the focus of a, of a society has a way of manifesting in something physical. And that physical thing is is a physical manifestation of everything the society desires, and that is money. The money that a person has, even on an individual level, is a physical manifestation of everything that you want, right? Like, what's money? Money is nothing more than what you want it to be, right? That's that's what it is, right? The guy wants a couch, so in his mind the money is going to get a couch. He wants a house, he wants a boat, he wants a... whatever it is. So the definition of money is really just a physical manifestation of one's desire. So says for tzaddik, on a societal level, therefore, money is going, to, is going to be influenced by what you desire. He's going to show examples of this, where money is talking influence based on what the, the, the person that made the money, like what were they thinking, what do they want for the, their lives? And what they want is actually going to be somehow uh, spiritually injected in the money that they amass. This is true on an individual level, as we'll show, and it's true on a cultural level. So the money of Egypt... Was the embodiment, those, the, the gold and silver of the Egyptians had in it sort of an injection of the desire of the, of the Mitzrayim for wisdom. That's what the money was. That's what the money was. Says Tzadik, all the wealth of the Egyptians, if the fundamental focus was Chachma, then the money that they had as a culture was ultimately focused on spending in order to eventually get Chachma. Kvitaykit based on their, their deep desire for wisdom. And that desire became implanted in their wealth, in their money. Kiyaduah, as it's known, says Herzadik, the kinyani ha Adam, yeshlem shaychism Adam. A person, whatever person owns, especially the, the money that a person has, is connected with their nesham. It's a hashkach It's a It's not a coincidence that you go to the store and you buy that particular apple. And it's not a coincidence that this particular dollar finds its way into your wallet. And that the, the money that a person owns is going to be connected to their soul. And based on what a person in their soul desires most is going to influence the person's money. amru. Therefore, the Gemara says in Psachem, an amazing thing. Ratzalik says we see Gemara's that tell us that a person, let's say for example, was Zaycha to get a Pruta, a penny that at some point was owned by Eov, all of a sudden they would have Atsalacha from that penny. Right. Why? Because the Madragis, the greatness of Eov, was influenced physically, the, the money that I had in his wallet. And if that money was able to find its way to you, you'd all of a sudden have brachas. If there's a Yushami, for example. Yushami says, uh, Crazy Maisa, Yushami says that there was an enakul from Remeir, who was an Amoritz. It's Amaretz. But the Gemara says that somehow when Remeir passed away, so his Yerusha got divided up in the family, and this enakul was zaychet to have the walking stick of Remeir. Yushalmi says in the that whenever this Enochel, this Amaretz, was holding the walking stick of his grandfather, mayor, all of a sudden he would say the very unbelievable Tyre. We put the stick down, back to being an Amaretz. So, the, the, Because the Chachm of Rameir's whole life was about Tyra, and it influenced, that, that cheshek influenced everything he owned, all the way to his walking stick. So, to such a degree that his Enochel holding the walking stick becomes a Tameer Chachm like Rameir, puts it down, he goes back to being an Amaretz. Such a so the of, of Yeah, a exactly. That's the Indian. You're a, you know, uh, uh, so th- it goes both ways. The concept of giving a pidyon, for example, you go to a tzaddik to get a bracha and you give a donation. So the, the the idea of that is is because a person's money is connected with their deepest desires, and your deepest desires is very connected with who you are. And so by you giving money to a tzaddik, that's in a certain sense giving part of your soul to the tzaddik. And the reason why you want to do that is to make to enhance the connection between you and the tzaddik for the bracha to work better. And the same thing is the opposite. If a tzaddik gives achirayim, right? If a tzaddik gives, uh, a shirayim, right? Right? So a gives uh, matanas or whatever, he gives gifts. And a person receives that, that's a little thing. Because, again, it's, it, it's a piece of the tzaddik going into you. And it's all about ma- making that connection. So, this is the de so again, the essence of a person is connected with what they want the most. And what a person wants the most influences and penetrates one's possessions, and in particular, one's money. That's what he says. <clears throat> Let's go on further again. We'll try to go a little quick. The same thing the Gemara says for someone who is having atzlacha, if Somehow you have a connection to his money. the atzlacha will transfer to you. Okay? Because his atzlacha and his mazel is connected with the things that he owns. We know when it says that you have to serve Hashem It says in pasuk right? With all of your strength, with all of your, with all of your kai, with all of your desire. Chazal what does that mean? With all your money. Why? Because your money. Is 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 the place where all your desires pool. That's what money is. Shebezet ta'iket cheshek adam. That's where a person's cheshek remains and when a person folk, when when a person's uh, in a certain place in life where their cheshek is in a certain thing then whatever they desire is then stamped on the on the person's wealth on the person's money a since that's what the person wants So on the money that that is stamped so he says like this, and this is why in Allah we have this idea that you could designate a person, something in your property for base HaMikdash, right? If I have, a, if I have a, a table, I could say that I can make it hekdash, right? Even if it's not a carbon, right? It's, I, I can't, I'm not sacrificing the table, but I'm sacrificing, I'm, I'm donating the monetary value of my table to the base HaMikdash, right? Or the opposite. If I have a table and I'm, I'm dedicating it to Avay Zarah, then, then, then the tom of a desire becomes stamped on the table, on the monetary value of the table. Because you see, where, what a person wants becomes implanted and becomes stamped on, on the property that they're thinking of, that they're trying to dedicate it to. So there's a very strong game. That's the bond over here between what a person wants and the person's possessions. So let's, let's, let's go on. Those are the first two principles. Step three. Take a look at the, uh, let, let's skip a little bit, the third to last line on the right side. Okay, So it says it's like an interesting point. If you go back in Chumash, Avram Avinu was the first Jew to ever be in Mitzrayim, right? He was the first Jew, and he was in Mitzrayim, right? When Sarimai was captured, right? So what does it say over there that after he got, after Sarah comes back, so Pare gives him all gifts, right? He gives him gifts, and the Mepharshim asks the question, which is that when Avram Avinu leaves Mitzrayim and Pare offers him money and wealth, he takes it. But all of a sudden later, when Avram Avinu saves light from Sadaim and the king of Saddam also offers him wealth. Avram says, nah, no, I'm not even going to take a shoelace from you. Why take from Mitzrayim then? It says for a like this. This is why Avramavinu wanted to take gifts from Mitzrayim. Why? Amazing tzaddik. It how do Avramavinu, like how did Avram Avinu become Avram Avinu? He didn't have a rabbi. Like, where did he know tire from? Where did he get wisdom from? Where did he get Chachmas Hashem from? So the Gemara says that it was intuitive. Like sort of he just, within himself, his kidneys taught him tire the Gemara says. Like, he just, he found chokhmah within himself. He had such an unbelievable connection to, to chokhmah. he sort of discovered it on his own, right? Avinu. He found Hashem on his own. In or, it says in Rav thing. in order for Avram Avinu to discover Chachmas Hashem, to find God, he had to he had to be someone who was fixated on that. He had to have an unbelievable cheshek to find Hashem, right? If you if it's, it, it couldn't be a hobby, right? <laughs> if, if godliness was a hobby for Avraham Avinu, he wouldn't be Avraham Avinu. It had to be Mamish, his entire drive, his entire focus in life. Tzaddik, and where did he get that drive? From taking the money from Mitzrayim. Because the money of Mitzrayim was what? It was the embodiment of the entire drive of the Egyptian society for wisdom. Just their, the wisdom that the Midstream were looking for was what? Was wisdom of the occult and wisdom of craziness. But Avram Avinu taking that money and harnessing it for holiness, that's what drove him to become Avram Avinu. This is why he desperately wants the money from Mitzrayim. He's not interested in the money of Sadaim. Because Sadaim, what was their fixation? Tavis and, and, and ego and everything terrible. He doesn't want that money, not even a shoelace. But Mitzrayim, whose drive was for wisdom, Avram Avinu was desperate for wisdom. And he knew, in order for him to become a rav it, it depends on how much he wants that wisdom, and how does so? How does he, how does he build his cheshek by getting money from the Egyptians? That's what he says. Merde, good thing. He absorbed their desire within himself, and then he harnessed it to serve uh, to find God. It's just instead of the Mitzriim using their desire to find wisdom of the occult. He, find, he uses their desire to find Chachmas Hashem. Now he goes to the next side, the left side. And this is also why Klai Yisrael needed to take the money of the Egyptians when we left Mitzrayim. Why? Because what was all Mitzrayim about? What was the whole Golis about? Preparing us for what? Like we talked about last week. Harsinai. Harsinai. The Torah is going to be given only to a people that desperately want it. The point of Goldsmith's Mitzrayim was to, part of Golov's Mitzrayim was to inject Kal Yisrael with a desperation, with an unbelievable desire for Chachmas Hashem. The Rabbanu Hashem isn't just going to give it to us if, if Torah to us is just a hobby. The Rabbanu Hashem is not going to give himself to us. The Rabban Hashem gives him to, himself to us if he sees that we're desperate for it. How did Kal Yisrael become desperate for Chachmas Hashem? Because we took the money from Mitzrayim. That's what he says. And that prepared us for receiving Chachmas Hashem of Torah. Again, the Egyptians, their money was focused more on external wisdom, but we're harnessing that for Chachmah <laughs> Fine. So far, so good. Final shlap, and with this one, I, you know, it's, it's, a little, it's a little bit later already. Now, this money of the Egyptians, that's what, again, uh, 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 it was stamped by the Egyptian culture and cheshek for Chachmah for secular and, and, and uh, you know, uh, superficial mm. wisdom, Calai Yisrael, take the money. Avraham as an individual, Calai Yisrael, take the money, and we harness it, and we drive that cheshek for Chachmah Pinimis for Chachmah Hashem. Huh? It's, gafia. it's gafia. Yeah, very good, it's Gafiah. It says Ratzadik, but now when that money finds its way to Shleim HaMelech, Shleim HaMelech decides to now take it one step further. Instead of using the money of Mitzrayim, again, money meaning desire, instead of using the money of Mitzrayim to simply focus on getting the Jewish people to be passionate about Chokhmah HaShem, he is now moving to his Havcha, to convert the money into something positive. It says that Shlomo Melch is now going to embrace, the, 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 he's going to allow himself to desire even secular wisdom because Shlomo Melch felt that he's on the level to be able to incorporate all Chokhmah. Right? It's well known for the Vilna Goyen, Right, The Vilna Ga'in was a mathematician and he was a scientist, all that stuff, right? Because the Vilna Ga'in didn't see a separation between Chachmas Hashem and Chachmachit Sainis. The highest level is what? The highest level is to be able to look at science and see how it fits within Torah and how it's all the Dvar Hashem, right? The Tachlis is to be able to, to, to hear the word of Hashem when you're studying gravity, right? To be able to mamash incorporate it. Until Shlom HaMelech, the wealth of Mitzrayim was not, the were not allowing it to, to, build, to build within the Jewish people a desire for, for secular wisdom. They were trying to control that desire that was in the money to specifically focus on divine wisdom, on Torah itself. Shlom felt now it's ready to expand, to allow that cheshek to let it, let it, let it, let it, let it, let it do what it was originally intended for, by the Mitzrayim, which is for secular wisdom. But now we, we're holding, says Shlomo to bring it all together. And this is why Shlomo Melch, this is why he thought he would have been Mashiach. There was such potential, because that's ultimately what's going to be with the coming of Mashiach, where Torah, with Torah uh, exp, its borders expand, and, and, and spirituality and physicality sort of merge, right? Mol arts de'as Hashem, and earthliness is saturated with God's wisdom, and the, and the difference between Torah and science will be not so clear in a good way, right? In other words, that just as when a person sits down to learn chumash, it's clearly that it's clear that you're learning the word of Hashem. When you sit down to study the, the, the mathematics of gravity, you also feel the wisdom of Hashem. That's what Mashiach is about, and Shlomoh wanted to usher that in, and the way he did that was allowing the desire of the of the Egyptian wealth. To, to just, you know, take down the dam and just let it flow. Flow both to give the Jewish people added strength and desire for rochnias, but also for Chachma <laughs> That's what Shlomelach was intending. So he says, <laughs> When it comes to Shlomelach it says, <laughs> That Shlomelach was so wise, not only was he wise in Torah, he was a bigger Chacham than all the Egyptians. That's what the Pasuk says. He was a bigger chach, Chacham, even in secular knowledge, than the Egyptians. Where would that come from? Again, you could only be successful in Chachmah depending on how much you want it. So it means that Shlomo must have wanted secular knowledge, even secular knowledge, more than the Egyptians wanted secular knowledge. And that was vital coming from the wealth of Mitzrayim. Until Shlomo the wealth of Mitzrayim was being, was being constricted to only build Cheshek for Tyra, and now Shlomelch says, let's expand the borders. Let's allow that cheshek even to give us Egyptian cheshek for Chach Mechit and we'll be able to incorporate it. And that was great. Shlomelch was successful. The problem is, comes his son, Rechavam, not holding by that anymore. Not holding by that anymore. And therefore, as, as we'll see in a second, the Rabbani Shalom had to make it in such a way where the Egyptians took their wealth back. And the taking of the wealth back from Mitzrayim was bringing it back to what was before shlomo. And now, when, when, when the king of power, Shishak, the king of power takes his wealth back, what's happening at that time is a tragic thing. What's happening at that time is that no longer is the cheshek for Chacham for secular wisdom, a, 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 um, something that's owned by the Jewish people. It's now back into the land of Mitzrayim. And we retain the, the, the cheshek for a godly wisdom. And the process of Golas, in a certain sense, is what? is to try to get that wealth back. I mean that, that that's what's going to be. With the coming of Mashiach, we're eventually going to recapture that wealth of Mitzrayim, right? And, and incorporate both Chitzainius and pnimis together as one. Let's see, let's see together how he puts this. Uh, the Kol Cheshik Shlaimail Chachma, right? That's what um, I'm sorry, Dainu Khachma Khitzani. So Shlomel was successful even in their secular wisdom. Even greater than the Egyptians. And Shlomo desired wisdom more than anyone else. And that's why when he, when we, the whole thing, how he became so wise, is because when he was a young person taking over the throne, so Hashem came to him in a dream and offered him either you'll have wealth or uh, all different things, what do you want? And Shlomo said, I want wisdom, I want wisdom. That's all he, that's, that was his union. And again, his desire became part of his possessions shishak And that's why the king of Paro, shishak, and like points out in the brackets that the word shishak comes from the word cheshak. Same, same. So now shishak, the king of Paro, wants his wealth back, right? Because the Jewish people, by the times of Rechavim, are not holding by Shlom melech and now there's an opportunity for the secular world to sort of recapture the desire for secular wisdom. Okay? So let's skip the brackets, uh, three lines towards the end. The Chazlem Kaimai. And unfortunately, it's a tragic thing, but unfortunately, the wealth of Mitzrayim went back to its place. Because initially, yeah, secular wisdom was there, was in their possession. We were harnessing it for Torah wisdom. And then Sholmel tried to even take their portion of secular wisdom. It worked in his time, not by the time of his son. It was uh, borrowed, so to speak, at the time for the Jewish people. So this is, this is sort of the process that's going on. Again, this is why it was such a significant point. So let, let's, let's go back to sum it up. Avram Avinu, who was the first Jew to, to find Hashem, his discovery of Hashem dependent on, was dependent on how much he wanted to find Hashem. And his ability to, and his desire to find Hashem, he needed to harness the power and the passion of the Egyptian world. And this is an amazing thing, by the way. And this is, again, it's, it takes us into a whole new discussion over here, really. But you see that it, it's in the domain of that which is unholy sometimes. That's where unbelievable power is more unleashed. Like you spe- specifically, Avram Avinu had to go to Mitzrayim. To get that cheshek, because cheshek is usually the domain of the Sahara. and the Sahara is where cheshek, like there's a, there's a there, you know, the Sahara compared to the yitztaiv, the yitztaiv is much more uh, mellow, you know, the yitzhara is much more on fire. So if a person wants fire, you have to steal it from the Sahara. So if Avinu needs the fire for Chochmas Hashem; he has to steal it from its And then for and the Kli also to get the Harsina, they have to have that fire; they have to steal it from its <coughs> When Kalah then are holding by Shlom HaMalach, they want to allow that fire to mamish expand, to give them a desire not just for Torah, but even for secular wisdom. And it worked for the moment, and Abed HaShem will get it back when Mashiach comes. And that's what we're struggling with right now. So this is a so, so, the we, va'idah. What we take away from this is that, you know, a person has to learn from the Eitzar, you know. And every country that we're in, we're in America, you know, but every, every, every this is part of the whole ma'amalach, that when go Yisrael go through, go through golas I, there's a lot to talk about over the air. You know, the, the, just just for one second, you know, there's a stereotype that the Gaim have about us that we uh, that we take their money. Right? Everything's about practice. It's not a small thing. There's a reason why that idea has been has been, you know, throughout all the centuries of Gaulus, that idea has has, has has been believed by the Umus And we're thinking as you know, like that's not true. Like they're taking, you know, with all the pogroms and all that stuff, they're taking more of our money than we're taking of theirs. So what are they talking about? Nivu they lo They're prophesying. They don't know what they're saying. But what they're saying is that this is the purpose of Gauls. The purpose of Gauls is for HaYisrael to go from country to country and to steal their cheshek. Because by the Ummah by the Goyim that are overrun by the Sahara, so the Sahara, they don't have, they're not being held back by Tyra. So the Sahara that they have, each nation, according to whatever its nature is, is mamish on fire. And, and our purpose is to go and harness that cheshek once it's being unleashed. By the Muslim, by every particular nation, our purpose is to go take that cheshek and to harness it for Yiddishkeit. We're taking their money. We're taking their money. They don't know what they're saying when they say that, right? That they don't know what they're saying. That's what is. there's a stereotype. Also, Jews are stingy, right? I don't know. That's I mean, my experience is Jews are big balitzdakas. What does it mean we're stingy? Also, they don't know what they're saying. What they're saying is that when we get that kesef when we get that cheshek, we hold it for us and we rescue it for kedusha and we don't let go. That that that's that's the purpose of golas. So that every nation that we go to, again, whether it be uh, Spain and France and Germany and whatever the case, Morocco, whatever it is, or now we're in America, the idea is to identify what is it that that culture that you're in wants the most, and you harness that for Kadusha. So you have to figure what America wants the most. Okay, there's a lot to discuss about that too. But you you get to that in the Primis, And that's the purpose. When we when we incorporate the cheshek of the of the of the of the country that we're in, and we incorporate that into avodah HaShem, then it's time for us to move on to the next country. You know, as we know, Ruchaim V'Lochin already said, America is the last place. So we gotta, you know, figure that out. Like, what's America about? And then it's about cheres. It's about cheres. About doing your own. Well, there's a lot to talk about. We could figure that out also. But uh, you you figure that Nakuda out, and you incorporate that into avodah HaShem, That's the ticket of Golas. And when that's happening they're going to call us stingy, and they're going to call us taking our money, and there's going to be a lot of, you know, it's, it's difficult, but it's worth it, because that's what it means. Shalom should help us, we should talk, leave, leave America with a rachush gadol. Go back to her, it's well, Let me stop the recording, and we'll talk.